0: everybody this is lee Aaron and you're watching cms tv
1: perfect <laughs> and we are back right here on chris aiken presents that was icarus witch with rise of the witches, not rise of the kittens. Rise of the witches, and um, Eric, that was fun.
0: Different, you know what? it was different... it was illuminating, if you will. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing about you know the occult and you know hidden things. You're like, all right, bro, well, tell us some shit. They're like, no, I can't do that. We got yeah, got yeah. a secret. They don't want us to
1: know. Yeah, it's like shh. <laughs> <laughs> Jason's a good dude, man, and, he and is. I, I've I've known him. Jeez, oh man. Dude, he came on the CMS, I think, in 2005. That's how long I've been knowing Jason. So, And, and Icarus Witch has recorded with, like, George Lynch appeared on one of their records before, and they've gone through, they, they've hung around, and, and I love them. I don't know why the rest of the world hasn't figured out how good they are, but they're a good band, so check them out. Uh, no Devil Lived On um, is the album... It comes out on October the 27th and it is Icarus, Witch. so make sure you check that one out.
0: All right. All right. <laughs> so I was going to ask him, you know, but, but you had already kind of like wound, wound down the, yeah. uh, the interview, but I was going to ask him like what his t- favorite uh, concept albums were and which ones might have influenced such
1: that would have been a good question.
0: Asked to take. I know, sometimes I have a good question but they're not. Well, you
1: should have just pushed me out of the way and said, "Listen, I'm not <laughs> done yet.
0: <laughs> I'm still like recovering. Like I could t- you can tell I'm like not in the funniest of moods today. I'm not it's not my best show today. I was just kinda <laughs> my technical bullshit, my head's not completely in the game, but hopefully it'll kick in here.
1: Well, plus you <laughs> had a busy weekend, dude. Um, you know, you you've been on the road what, for 5 days?
0: Yeah, I mean it's basically been, you know, eight days with uh you know one day that I came home. Right. You know, which isn't enough when you're trying to hold it together at home.
1: <laughs> right. Uh
0: but this last trip was was pretty fun. Um two, two great shows uh, that we played. The first one was in Salt Lake City, it was the 80s Rock Invasion, uh, which was us, uh Great White, um Slaughter,
1: okay.
0: Quiet Riot, and Vixen. And we played this huge uh, state fair gig there. That was I actually didn't didn't think it was going to be that big of a gig for some reason. And then we got there, and it was like like a football stadium. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, and we were headlining it. What can I say? It was like you know sometimes you don't realize it, but you're like living your best moments, and you need to like kind of take it in you know it's like wow you know these bands that i bought their records great white quiet ride opening up for steven you know it's not me it's not my career that they're opening up for It's steven's right you know what i'm saying and and i am extremely extremely blessed you know to to be to be a part of that yeah
1: <laughs> yeah that's a big that's that is a big place man
0: I know, i'm like wait a second let me, let me get a pick of this here a lot of people, I think, were stunned by that. I, I get some analytics on my um, photos I post, and this one had like over ten thousand people <laughs> looked at it. Wow! I didn't even hashtag it or anything. It was just like, "Hey, big gig tonight!" Uh, but the whole gang was there, uh, including our our new buddy Britt Lightning. Okay. Now uh, the bummer was, uh, you know, the transportation there. It wasn't as smooth as we could have had hoped. I wanted to get down to this gig at like five, so. Right. Play, and I guess there was some confusion with the pickups and everything. So I didn't get down there until like five forty-five, and didn't get to. They were they were just finishing.
1: I've been living on the edge of a broken heart.
0: They were like you could just hear the end of, of their song. uh I did see the ladies uh, back there when um, they got off stage and, and got to say say hey to brit she gave me a hug by the way mm. uh, but uh no that was it uh, jason and i were sitting there we talked to her for a minute um and then i was uh off to the back i was checking here and there on the on the bands and everybody sounded amazing you Right know, that day uh you know slaughter put on a, a really kick-ass show uh and these guys all bring out the big guns when they play these things i mean we, we need to step it up a little bit you know what i mean we need to like have a backdrop we bring and stuff for these bigger events it seems like most of the the clubs and like theater sized places have like led screens where we just right. like the artwork and we get the Stephen Piercy up there and it's not an issue but some of these venues we show up kind of a, a little half cocked in that department
1: well, did, do they tell you in advance that you need a backdrop or or do they you just play. go on the assumption that they have the uh, the LED? It's more of an
0: <laughs> it's more of a hope, hope <laughs> and a prayer and an assumption. I mean, there's been a backdrop we used to use a long time ago. I mean, it's kind of a pain. We don't have much of a crew. You know what I mean? We basically go out with the band and Jason Green is our tour manager. Right. You know where uh bands like Slaughter who is also Vince Neil's Uh, backing band. It's the same band. Um, They have so much gear that they bring out and backdrops, and they have a crew of people that work for them that work very hard for them. Uh, And it it helps keep the the show running smooth. It keeps it looking big and, you know, they do a great job of it. Uh, And then we roll in and we don't have any of that shit. Uh, I think sometimes they're like why are we opening for uh piercey you know they don't <laughs> they don't quite get it but it's 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 the catalog really you know when you when you put the rat songs together like you know we had i think you know about 17 songs or something on the set list and they were all known songs most of them with videos on mtv you know steven had a lot of hits like a good fifteen.
1: Oh, yeah. You know,
0: singles and stuff where a lot lot of the uh, other bands that played that day you know if you were a big fan you might know more than two or three of the of the songs but most of them have a good like two two songs three songs that are known than the rest it doesn't take away from their performances they're all amazing i mean i love playing shows with uh with quiet riot slaughter uh you know we've been i've been bragging about vixen lately like all these bands put on such an amazing show and i'm just like honored to be a part of it you know but I know that it probably bugs them a little bit, you know, in some capacity. Uh especially since we don't have the rat name, but we do it is Stephen Piercy and you know he is an iconic legend from that day and we have this huge, you know, catalogue of rat hits to play, and that's that's who's head that's what's headlining the show, that catalog.
1: I'm looking right now at the Tell the World, the very best of rat compilation right. album. Yes. And it has I think what is, what is- five eleven um six seventeen songs on it and one of them's a cover of another one, so that's sixteen. So out of sixteen songs, there's only one song on here that I don't know well. Right. You now <laughs> You know, and that's the song Steel River, which right I'm gonna be honest, I don't know it at all, let alone well. Mm. I don't know that song. But, I mean, all these songs are definitely – all these songs were definitely hits. Nobody Rides for Free, Lay It Down, Lack of Communication, City to City, Dangerous But Worth the Risk. That might be a stretch as a hit, but it's still a great song. Um, love and Use a Dirty Job, Wanted Man, Round and Round, Back for More, I Want a Woman, You're in Love, Shame, 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 Slip of the Lip, Way Cool, uh, Heads I Win, Tails You Lose. Again, that might be a reach, but right. – but still, as a, I think most Rat fans know that one. Did you say lay it down? Lay it down, yeah. Lay it down was your love. <laughs> um, body talk, dance, and over the edge. Right. I mean, so that's fifteen songs that now, what, were
0: hits. No, there's two songs that we've added to the set that sound really good. Uh, one is the morning after. Yeah. And- other is uh, Nobody Rides for Free from the movie Point Break with right. Keanu Reeves. Uh, and um, that, those have been going over really good. And I'm excited to play uh, stuff that we haven't played in a while because sometimes you can get, a l- not bored, but you know, it gets a little monotonous playing the same set all the time. So we're throwing it. But everybody knows all these songs that we're playing. Uh, the only We did a cover, The Walk and the Dog, you know, which mm-hmm. I-, I think even that's a cover that Aerosmith did. I don't yeah. even that wrote that one. So that's just like a, I think it's a public domain <laughs> song. Right. Yeah, you know, it's been out for a hundred years. Uh, but yeah, the, this the set we play. Everybody knows all the songs.
1: Well, so, if the, if you played just the songs that I just listed right there, that's going to be more recognizable songs that anybody else on that bill has. That's right. And that's why Steven is the headliner because. I I mean, who were the other bands? Uh, Vixen, Slaughter, Great White, Great White, and that's it. Those three. Vixen. Vixen. Right. So the closest to to Rat, I guess, would have been Great White, as far as right. the number
0: played, of hits. They played right before us. Yeah. Uh, and they got they got at least three original guys in the band. Um. And that singer sounds good, right? The, oh my, God, Carlisle. Jeez, the Brett Carlisle. Yeah. It's pretty amazing that all these years later, a kid was hatched and born. That <laughs> sounds identical to a young Jack Russell and, you know, looks good. I mean, he's, I'm sure his like, you know, frontman powers will grow as he gets accustomed to doing so many more shows but he's like saving their butts because like any of the singers that i've seen them with you know previous this of that version of great white it just didn't sound like great white none of the guys had even close to the same tonality or voice uh so this was amazing for them because they actually made we're making great you know jack russell's great white seem like the real great white
1: yeah. yeah, no, I agree. You know, and, and it's funny. I I love Terry. Terry uh, Illus Illus, whatever his name is, right. from um XYZ that was that did the two records with them After Jack. I, I as a music fan, I love that guy. And he's a really nice guy too. I'm sure you've probably met him as well, but he's yeah. he's a real nice guy and and he can sing his ass off. If you've ever heard those two XYZ or the 3XYZ records, they're fantastic. But he didn't fit great white at all. Even he'll tell you that. And then who else did that? They, they had Mitch Malloy, which, uh,
0: no, not
1: for me. Yeah, he's
0: a great singer, though. I, I, I mean, I, I expect him to stay out there active doing something. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. the replacement guy thing might not be for him. He should be doing his, his own music. And
1: Yeah. And then they had the guy from um, um, Last in Line, Andrew Freeman.
0: Right. Another great singer. All these guys are great, by the way. Please don't confuse me because I yeah. I, watch out you know obviously what i say in my relations and the scene and everything um but obviously you have to be great just to be invited to the party sure um you know but uh it's just the availability of finding a singer in the situations where these guys need one that totally matches and uh you know and is the best representation of the catalog is hard to come by you know what i mean singers are the hardest thing to find
1: well, and and especially jumping into a band that has 25, 30 years of history with one guy because that's all anybody wants to hear. And, you know, if you're not the Arnell Panetta to to journey Steve Perry, then you're not... A lot of people think it just isn't good or they won't enjoy... Right. I, I know for me personally, and again, this is me, not you, but for me personally, I saw those different versions of great white and I didn't dig it. Right. I dug to Jack Russell's great white with a bunch of guys that were not in the original great white <laughs> and Jack it. Russell's voice. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: that's he what he can still throw down. I mean, no matter what, the guy, I mean, they could, you know, wheel him out there and he still sounds like the original guy. and uh, It's very cool, but man, no disappointments from the crowd on this. They were singing so loud for great white. Like, the, the hit songs, and right. they love this kid uh, singing for them. So they, they, they're they going to be around as long as, uh, you know, Mark Kendall's going to do it, you know, and uh, phenomenal. Uh, Quiet Riot, you know, as I mentioned before, they never uh, let anyone down either. They're, they always, Jizzy Pearl always performs at the highest level. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get to see Vixen. That bums me out. I did you get to say <laughs> did, you get, did you hear part of the song. They, they, they sounded good um and you know slaughter really turned it up uh at this thing literally i mean that was that was the only complaint where like people were like oh my god it was too damn loud uh, <laughs> they had serious like bass stuff going on they have they have some stuff they they kind of add to the sound you know to really uh make it huge but uh um but the the one crappy thing that happened there was i guess lightning that started striking about a mile away and out of- lightning yeah, Brit lightning caused lightning to uh, <laughs> happen here and out of an abundance of caution um they had to delay this show, which what does okay. that do? Murm, murm it like affects the curfew of the night and who's the last band to play? Us. So wow. maybe, you know, everybody should have been happy with their slot because at least they got to play their whole set. Right. You know, I mean, we did not. We ended up having to cut our set by like a half an hour over this. Oh wow. Yeah, so we went from from playing, you know, do, doing it uh, you know, 75 minutes to probably doing more like 45 minutes uh, at this thing. So that was that was a, a little bit of a bummer. We didn't get to play all the songs we wanted to do, but uh the the crowd stayed for this whole thing. So that was a plus cuz you you worry about that when you're when you are headlining a show, especially when the bands put on as good of a show as they did and they had the uh the aesthetics to go with it and everything mm-hmm. and then The stripped down piercy version rolls out you know what i mean it's like are we going to hold them there
1: well and the other the other part to that too and and you're not wrong but you know the other part of it is it's a lot of bands the audience is old let's just call it what it is the audience is old they've already been outside it's an outdoor thing so they're out in the sun for eight hours or whatever it is they're Mm -hmm. fucking tired by the time you guys come on They got to really like Stephen Piercy and rat to stay.
0: Right. And you know, it's funny you mentioned that because the next, we, we had a day off after that. We had to fly to uh, Phoenix. Okay. Phoenix. We, uh, they were nice enough. This was a, this was the Thunder Valley bike rally. Okay. Going on there. And the, the, um, promoters of that were nice enough to come and pick us up from Phoenix airport. And this was like a two hour drive uh van ride uh to cottonwood cottonwood arizona this is like the middle of nowhere but at the same time it's it's a very beautiful view you know to see when you're rolling through arizona and you're seeing the cactus and the you know the hills and the terrain of of, uh, you know phoenix going through to cottonwood's a beautiful beautiful view and it's just clean air there and like actual real clouds, you know, that was like the Simpsons the beginning of the Simpsons or something. Right. Um, so, you know, we make it, uh, we make it to our, our hotel uh, out there and we do um, this biker gig and you know, great crowd this, but we did notice like about halfway through that like a good 25% of the people had to leave because they were like 70, 75 year old, boomer biker boomer people right you know and they can't stay on that long in a thing and it's like once it once it starts to be uh you know 10 o'clock at night they're tuckered out you know (laughs) they want to get back to their tent or whatever their hotel they have um what you know who was there who i forgot to mention uh jesse money oh yeah boy she's a good looker yeah jesse she's very beautiful and her brother right they they both it, yes they have their band and i i forgot that they were even playing this thing so when we rolled up they were uh playing their show they sounded great they were doing like covers they were doing some of her dad's songs they did um they were doing uh, sweet child of mine that sounded pretty good um her band was like you know the quintessential, you know 70s rock star looking young kids which is always right. like super skinny and tall and they had that like partridge family is going on <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> but uh yeah, they were they were they were super cool and I did I did meet them. She had Jesse had like a group of people around her and it was dark at this time and this thing's kinda, you know, I don't want to say thrown together, but it's like they build a stage in the field and stuff. Okay. And there wasn't a lot of lighting out there. Probably because of the bugs, man. There's like, let me tell you, in uh in Conwood, Arizona, they have their share of scary insects and bugs and wildlife and stuff like that. They had to have like You know, park ranger type people standing by our tent to make sure nothing like, you know, snatched Johnny Monaco and ran off (laughs) (laughs) in their mouth, Bobcat or something. Uh, But um, yeah, crazy bugs. When we got there, they had a do you know what a tarantula killer is? No, what is that? Okay, there's these like black bugs that are about like two inches long and they will like lay a bunch of eggs on a tarantula. And when those eggs hatch, the, the, all the babies just eat the fucking tarantula alive.
1: Oh wow, No, not aware of that.
0: Yep, there was those uh, I know Johnny ended up having some uh, really dangerous bug in his toilet at the, uh, at the best western. <laughs> None of us had hot water, by the way, at this best western, that was oh no, two of us did, and, and uh, three of us didn't. That was <laughs> goddamn annoying. hot water in the sink at least for shaving, but yeah, you could have
1: just taken some cold water and stuck it out on your balcony for five minutes. It would have been hot.
0: Yeah, it was, it wasn't too bad. Uh, You know, now that we're getting towards the end of September, you know, I would say it was like maybe in the low eighties or something there. And then at night it chills down. So,
1: yeah, I lived in Arizona for a year. I lived at um, Fort Huachuca, which is literally 15 minutes from the border so it's real hot there and you know it's funny that you're bringing up these animals though because we used to go and party all the time up in the up in the mountains like we would just kind of take off we would drive up to a place that we could go in the mountains and then just kind of barbecue and and party and the biggest concern was once we all got fucked up was that somebody was going to get bit by a snake or yeah. by a, a scorpion or not. Yeah. Scorpions, you know, they, they had all those, all those crazy bugs like you're saying that were, you know, you didn't know what it was, but it was like that big. But, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it scared the shit out of us. Cause we were all drinking like really a lot. And, and we did have one guy that got bit by a fucking snake. He almost died. We literally had to, we had to uh, tourniquet his leg to get him to the hospital, and they had to do like emergency surgery to save him because the snake spit the venom into his leg. <laughs>
0: oh my god! Uh, yeah, that's nuts. You know, even Salt Lake. Like I had uh, the the way the hotel was set up, I was like, shit, I better go outside if I'm gonna if I'm gonna puff. You know, mm-hmm. I go outside, and there was like, unfortunately, like on one side of the street, there was a Stillwater Creek. And there was one on the other side, so I started getting bitten alive by mosquitoes out there, like which I'm not used to, like here on the beach there's none of that. Um, and I was like, oh shit! I was thinking of those Bill Gates, you know, mosquitoes he's unleashing around, right. like oh
1: god damn it, I gotta get out of here. <laughs>
0: and, uh, so it started with that, um, and then uh, moving into uh, Phoenix, the bugs just got bigger and scarier and. Um, it was funny um you know did I ever tell you about the video that Scott has Scott Coogan has of no. the uh, crocodile eating somebody no oh my god so he has a he has a video that's from like uh Peru or some something like that uh, a friend of his personally sent to him that basically uh shows a, a a an alligator I guess uh going down this creek with a person in its mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the person was like fishing or just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. But this guy, this guy was just, like swimming down uh with this dude. It's not very graphic. I mean, I would imagine he drowned the, the guy and right. was just swimming with him. But um we started um I was telling him, yeah, man, you gotta overdub the Elton John song Crocodile Rock. And he's
1: like, yeah, la 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 la
0: la nice. la. it more fucked up. <laughs> They actually end up like uh all there's also a video of a video of this thing getting shot. Like they actually shoot this thing, the alligator. Right. They get the body out of the mouth and shoot it. But it's like total face is a death thing. He's rolling around with it. <laughs> it's kind of funny. But uh yeah, that that show was uh was a lot of fun. That was a, the the crowd that was there was great. And I didn't see anybody leave, but I think Steven had saw some people towards the back you know, heading off as the old timers. And we did play a full set at this thing too. This wasn't a short set. We played like, I feel like we played like 90 minutes or something. So we, we freaking gave it to them. And, uh, and then I was lucky enough to go home. Steven um, and, uh, and Jason had to go to a tattoo convention in New Jersey.
1: Oh, wow. So you had to fly all the way across the country. Mm.
0: And remember these guys still haven't even been home by the way, because they had all their, bs with um delta airlines right about last week which you know i found out you know a little bit more about that i I think the reason matt found out the reason why our plane ended up being able to go to los angeles is because our plane was used for international flights from another country and it had to be in los angeles where these other guys' Vegas flights weren't international flights, so they grounded all those, I guess. They had to prioritize a certain amount. They could only fulfill a certain amount, so they made sure to let the international ones go. So we just got lucky. Uh, <laughs> but for these guys, they had to get uh, hotels. Their luggage got sent back to Vegas without them, oh. so they had no luggage. Um, Johnny still had to go back to Vegas because his guitar was there. Oh. Okay, so uh, you know, he d- wasn't at sound check, he couldn't do sound check, and this was a huge show for us, you know what I mean? So, you sure probably totally pissed off about that. Um, it, it just it was sucky for these guys. I'm happy I at least got to go home for a day, I needed it. I was like pretty much home for like two nights, and then I was back out. These guys, not so much, and then for uh, poor Pierce, he has to go to this tattoo convention. It was like him and i think sebastian bach were performing at this and this was a uh brent woods brent fitz backing band okay Uh, Todd kearns who flaked on us recently (laughs) (laughs) there um which you know they're all they're all great musicians but um when you're not steven's band you know what i mean it's probably hard and and when you're the backing band for multiple singers in a night i don't know how much they could put into learning the songs and playing as good as we probably not And I think it was just one guitar. So I don't know. I don't know how it was. Hopefully good. But uh, I think Piercy had to do like seven songs with him or something. Wow. And uh, he's finally getting home uh, today. I got two weeks off before we uh, head out, I think, to Illinois. And then we're going to do that um, BMI Speedway.
1: Yeah. Neely was saying he's going to see you in a couple of weeks at the whatever in in Illinois or Lake Charles or wherever. Awesome. So
0: good to hear Neely.
1: so you'll have you'll have him to chat with i will not be seeing you in versailles it's too far for me to drive
0: (laughs) i played that place it's kind of cool for for those that are uh in the area usually it's uh like a go-kart speedway like one of those like really revved up go-kart kind of situations but it's still a cool place i remember playing it and i remember the sound company being good so it's a a great place to see a band where there's like no bad seats in this place the way they have it set up and we were supposed to play there. There was some, some uh, other time we were supposed to play there and it got postponed or something. So I think this is a makeup show for that.
1: Right. Dude, I want to go backwards in this conversation all the way back to when we were talking about the backdrop for a second. Okay. And this is a dumb question. Just tell me if this is a stupid fucking question. But it's always something I've wondered and I've never asked anybody. What What happens to the old backdrops and the old stages and the old, you know, like, like when piercy, when rat toured in the eighties and the nineties, they had a different stage every single time.
0: Where is all that gear? Um, I, I believe that they sell it to other bands and stuff like that. Uh, in a lot of cases, like when the bands are really active, they probably have a storage place that they keep that stuff in for that time. But then, I, I think even for Rat, they like, you know, bought pieces from another band's stage. Like you get opportunities to buy a band. They're they're changing their stage, selling the old one. It's pretty much how it goes with, uh, mm-hmm. or setups. I mean, with uh, backdrops. I think Steven still has this one backdrop we had in the early 2000s, which wasn't that great a one. I was hoping I did tell him, man, you got to make a you got to make a new good one.
1: Right. I, I'm surprised he doesn't sell that stuff you know
0: sell a backdrop from the 2000s somebody would buy it wouldn't they <laughs> i don't know <laughs> you have to have those those th- there's codes to that too like you have to have um fire retardant on those oh, there wow. has to be like a whole certificate that, that goes along with that that you have to show at the venue to even <laughs> for the fire marshal and everything to know that you can even use it there
1: right
0: so what are there- you doing by the way Oh, I was getting some coffee.
1: <laughs> I'm like, you're like, woo, woo, all over the place. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> I
0: was like, what the fuck? I feel is like I was on here? my soapbox a little while ago and I got a little parcel. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: it's all good, man.
1: <laughs> so you're home for a couple of weeks now.
0: I'm home. For, I'm home for like two weeks. And, uh, one of my goals is to, to finish that theme song. Cause I've been, I've had it laid out and, and uh, what was holding me back was getting um, that Tone X thing that I kind of showed to Brit while she was there. Yeah. It's a little uh, digital device. That thing is so cool. It's basically, we've gotten to the point where people can scan their their real amplifiers that they own and upload them to this database where people like me that have this, this Tone X can then have that tone, use it for recording, use it for ta- you could take it with you to play live. It's pretty amazing. So that's what Uh, the settings on your amp or, or what what does that mean to scan your amp interface? It's, it's like a, think of it as an interface. Okay. And it has outs on it where you like, you could, you could plug it into a real amplifier on stage and just kind of run your amp clean. So you get, you're using the, the, more the amp that's in this box, which a lot of guitar players are doing. I would say most of the touring guitar players I've, I play with have something like that, that they're, putting into the amp they're not just going usually like direct I'm like one of the last holdouts with that <laughs> like I remember just on this last thing Jizzy was kind of laughing at me he's like man they're like MXR pedals or I was saying something but uh cause he's just used to the same thing people using these kind of fake amps that they're running into real ones or you could even go give it to the sound guy there's like a direct out where you could put it right to the PA and they could right. just put it into the monitor for you um yeah, so anyways, that, I was waiting to buy that thing. It was, it was on back order forever, and then I finally got it some weeks back, but then you got the learning curve right. of like figuring out how to use it, where to download stuff. You know, Matt Thorne, our bassist, um, a lot of people know that we record the Piercy albums at his house. He has a, a, a studio. Um, it's uh, called uh, MT Studios that he's done a lot of records out, the Piercy ones included. Great studio. He has... Um, all this great gear, some vintage gear too, amps and stuff like that. Uh, amazing marshals. And he actually uploaded these to the library up there. Okay. So it's like, I could actually now do tracks here on his same gear without actually driving up there. Oh, wow. And even, you know, bother with that. It. It's, it's pretty exciting, but again, there's a little bit of a curve with it getting it all dialed in and it's just been a lack of time but now i finally gonna have like two weeks i can get in here so my goal is to like deliver you something here before (laughs) uh so we could swap out the 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 intro song which is just a license free thing or something that's just
1: generic shit i i hate it i absolutely hate it it's i've I've had a lot of people that are are like oh i love that i'm like yeah you fucking have no taste in music because it stinks (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, well, i hope people don't ask me playing i hate it i i've hated it since i i mean i had a different one before that was even worse than that one and and honestly i had friends that were like what local band shit are you using for your for your <laughs> intro and and that's why i went to this one which at least doesn't sound local bandy you know it sounds a little better but and quite quite honestly i i didn't put any time into it i had the logo i sat in front of a video program and just made the little fade in and fade out and threw a clip of coc that i shot you know <laughs> at a show right. threw that behind I was like all right good enough I chris he presents <laughs>
0: <laughs> i could see us uh you know fixing it up and revamping it over the years as time goes on sure as the show grows and stuff and then you know, when people will be able to recognize this, oh, this must be an early show. Look at that shitty intro and uh, the, <laughs> bad camera
1: work and editing and all that crap. Nice. Well, dude, <laughs> speaking of that, speaking of the show growing, I'd like to not thank the cocksuckers at Vakken for blocking our show last week from being on YouTube, you fucks. Yeah, Jesus. that's... this. So we used video from... We used a whopping minute and 58 seconds over two breaks so each each thing was 59 seconds of Vixen playing cuz we wanted to show Brit in Vixen and she's not in all the classic videos obviously cuz she wasn't in the band so i used these two clips i even left in the beginning part of it where it says Live at Vakin, so that they would get credit for this shit, right? Mm-hmm. So they, of course, as YouTube always does, they file their copyright that we're stealing from them, blah, blah, blah. Which is not true. It's it's legal. It's called fair use, which is our, we're legally allowed to use it. Put it up. I get the, the thing that tells me it's blocked. I contest it. To You know, because you can contest their thing. And 99% of the time when you contest it, it comes back approved. As long as you tell them it's fair use, it's a (laughs) two minutes out of an hour long clip or whatever. You know, blah, blah, blah. You just tell, you give them the explanation. They almost always approve it. This week, no. Denied. Vakin denied it. And I'm like, you're kidding me, right? Vakin is what worried that we stole their Vixen footage. Nothing against Vixen. Brit was lovely. The, the, I like Vixen. But yeah. come on, is 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 those two are those two minutes that we used from a Vixen video of them playing live, where we even acknowledged where it was from in the clip, and Brit acknowledged it in the interview that That's it right. was from Vakin. Did we really steal something from them that they needed
0: to shut us down? I, you know what? I don't know, but I'm, I'm just trying to brainstorm here. Like, is this an Is there an official concert video that's out that this was from that you took that like they're trying to sell or something? No,
1: they they in every year when they when they run their their event. Right. They broadcast on YouTube all of the all of the full sets. All right. So it was just a it was just a two clips taken from the live stream of when Vixen played it like a year ago or two years ago, whatever it was. Okay. I just was like, You've got to be fucking kidding me. And they <laughs> fucked up
0: our numbers. Free. This is something that was put out broadcast for free. Free. A,
1: yes. Wow. That makes yes. No- it, it was not a DVD. It was not a pay to watch it. It's every year it when Vakin is going on, you can log into their YouTube and watch it just like you watch this show or like you watch the cms or whatever you know the exact same way but they blocked our use of it
0: it was embarrassing too because i kind of wanted to to impress her more like <laughs> look watch look we've grown we got like a few thousand views each week yeah. and like what's going on and uh all of a sudden the video wasn't available and of course yeah that makes people put the show on the back burner for, for when they're going to watch it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and then there was a point where like, I, I see like two, it's up there twice. Like, so I don't know what that means. Where like, each one has a, has a few hundred views, but instead of merged being merged as one video of that, of the nine 11 episode.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It, it, I don't know. I ended up, they have a, they have a process, that you can do to trim out the the offending video. Right. So I trimmed out the offending video and I think it somehow cut the video in half or something or it's fucked. It, it really sucks and I I'm not happy. But we still did good on Rumble. I will say that we still did very good on Rumble. We still did I think 6 or 700 or I think it's more like 750 800 plays on Rumble.
0: Actually when you when you add it up it's more like fifteen hundred because the way you chop up the show and you look at how oh, um, yeah 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 each one of the sections, I I kinda did the math on it and I got excited because I was like, you know, I would rather be on, on Rumble because I don't wanna have to watch what I what I say yeah. around and be a faggot about it.
1: Yeah, dude, I, I I if YouTube takes us off, I know you'll be upset. I won't give a rat's ass. I really no. won't. I, I hate YouTube. I hate being on their platform. I don't care if they block us off it. We're there for one reason only because of you, because if it was up to me, we wouldn't be on YouTube at all. Well,
0: the, the reason, honestly, the sincerely, the main reason, like I like to have it up there is just to kind of show the, the specific interest in the Chris Aiken presents like, no, the, yeah. they're not to this channel. Cause they watched, uh, you know, the classic metal CNS, show or, right? or, or, or Seth's show or anything. This was just our audience just for us. It was like a way, to measure that perhaps or get it to a point mm-hmm. where I get monetized to where I can have a little extra scratch, you know, <laughs> you know but, uh, you know, that would just like avoid any argument of, of who these views are for That was really the only reason. But I, you know, at the end of the day, we are a big family at the CMS and I would yeah. love to see the actual main rumble channel get huge and get sponsors and all that good stuff. If I put in the hard work and put my heart into it, it's all going to work out.
1: That, and, and dude, we'll, we'll make all that work. The money, believe me when I tell you, me and Neely are not going to be arguing very much about the money. You know, we're, it ain't going to be some big negotiation. If we, if we start getting sponsorship or whatever, it'll be like here. <laughs> you know? Cause you know, and, and truthfully, it, it, well, and I'll tell you why I haven't split the channel just so you know, Right, I haven't split the channel because I earned those fucking viewers. Fuck yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, why should we, why should me and you, Chris Aiken presents with my name on it. Why should we start at zero? Right. I earned every one of those 1300 people that are, that are on rumble, you know,
0: plus you put in, there's so much work that you put in that I don't, that people don't realize. (laughs) Well, yeah.
1: People do not realize how much time I put into this shit. Right. From, from the
0: minute, like we hang up, I start smoking bowls and Chris starts editing video. That's, you know what i mean so and i'm I'm well aware of that and this thing's good it's going to take a while for for the channel to get to where Mm -hmm. we're you know proud of of where the numbers are at or anything but i like where it's going the trajectory is good everybody that's subscribed eventually watches every episode whether it's that day or the morning drive the next Mm -hmm. day and, you know, we promise we're going to be there for you guys uh, every yeah. Monday and give you some entertainment. This well,
1: and, and there's things in the works, too, that you're not even aware of yet, dude. But I'll I'll share them because I don't care. And I've been busy on them. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that is coming probably within the next four weeks, it's I started building it. I just haven't had time to finish it because obviously the day thing that I'm building with Johnny Gioeli, the starving artist, is really taking a ton of my time. But um we, Chris Aiken presents, me and you are going to have our own um radio 24-7 channel like like we have for um CMS. So there will be a cap 24-7 channel that'll be launching very soon. Nice. I've already I've already built the server, I've already uploaded some of the video or some of the audio. Now it's just getting it situated and whatnot there. So that'll that's gonna be coming. As well as a video channel that will be a twenty-four-seven video channel of me and you, doing Chris Aiken presents. It'll just stream us constantly, day and night.
0: It's like a so, twenty-four-hour endorphin rush.
1: Yeah, exactly. Twenty-four hours of this nonsense.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but but I I have been I have been very actively working on that aspect of Chris Aka presents to break it up a little bit. And, um, but as far as the, the on-demand channels, pff, let's go where the audience is, you know, that's, right. that's the way I'm looking at it. let's go where the audience is. And dude, I don't know the feedback you get, but the feedback I get, everybody loves what we're doing. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I've only had a few people bitch and moan and, you know, I always laugh at their, like we had, I don't know if you saw the guy that said on YouTube that said that, um, the you and I got every single thing that we said wrong last week about the, the Blue Ridge, um, rock fest.
0: <laughs> oh no, I didn't see it. Was a comment left or something?
1: Yeah. Some guy left two or three comments about how every single thing we said was wrong. Like, and I, and I was well, basically that the, that the staff walked out.
0: Oh, that the, uh, right. Which I did the the disclosure in there that I was getting all this secondhand.
1: Yeah. Well, and and here, and I'll say this directly to that guy that said that we got everything wrong. Not only did I talk to you who was there and you got it from whoever, but I also later that day talked to Steve Richards from, um, Taproot who was also there but didn't get to play because they were part of the weather situation
0: okay
1: <laughs> yeah and he told me the same thing the same exact thing that the staff that the staff walked out in fact and I'm, look i know it's not this audience but i'm going to give this guy a plug anyway steve steven richards and all the guys in taproot for being cooler than most people you know what they did when they got when they got washed out from this thing dude and i thought this was cool They left the venue or they somehow got out of the venue, which he told me it took hours to get out of the venue. Mm -hmm. They found a bowling alley. They put out on social media that anybody that was a Taproot fan wanted to come and bowl with the band could come and bowl. And they had a bowling day with all their fans.
0: Oh wow. That's awesome.
1: I I thought that was pretty cool. You know, the fans that just got fucked over on a you know, a thousand dollar ticket to to this thing. At least they got to go and hang out. I mean How many opportunities are you going to (laughs) get?